Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. that we actually tape at 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm Alex. <laughs> I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And this is a special Between Episodes episode of Riverdale After Dark. Normally we talk about the CW's dark reinvention of the Archie comics, but there was no show on this week. So instead, we're uh, going to do... I know. Uh, super I'm, disappointing. All right, how Very are you guys, disappointed. Before we get into what we're going to do the show, how are you guys dealing with it? How are you dealing with the break? I mean, it's a long break. You know, I'm questioning a lot of things. It's just, it's too much downtime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Justin, what about you? Yeah, I've started investigating actual murders. <laughs> I started investigating actual murders, which is much more depressing. There's very little like teen drama associated with most murders. Mm. No, that sucks. It's totally true. Uh, I uh, have been uh, trying to hang around the local high school, and I keep stopping by the <laughs> newspaper office. Asking them, can I work with you guys? Can we do some investigations? They don't seem that interested, but I'm going to keep trying. They keep yeah. dragging. They don't me hire out. adults. They don't hire adults at the most high school papers. Uh, that's what I'm learning, and that's oh. that's the important thing about these off weeks is you know just learning something about yourself. These yeah. schools are really going to shit. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, All right. Morning so, Pete is different than evening Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I've so, actually started working construction again, trying to get my bod back. Yeah. Uh, my smart. arch bod. I actually uh, had some maple syrup this morning, so there you go. Uh, We're going to do two things on this episode. One, you guys sent us a bunch of questions, so we're going to answer those questions. And if there's time, we're going to talk about some major theories about who killed Jason Blossom. So should we jump right into it? What do you guys think? Sure. I say we jump right into it. I say we drag things out for a while. All right. First first question from Twitter. This is from Ben Brown. Uh, Just how many abs does Archie have? That's a great question. 
Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah. How many abs does he have? This is something we've talked about quite a lot on the show. No, Pete, you talk about. Pete, we don't I know talk you're about pretty it. obsessed. You talk about it, Pete. You're pretty obsessed yeah. with this. So, uh, how many abs does he have, Pete? I have no idea how many <laughs> abs he has. Uh, I don't want to know how many abs he has. I wish I did. You don't want to know. Yeah, I don't want to know. If he had in real life thirty six abs. He has, he has, well, all I'm saying is if he had like 36 abs, Pete, don't you think just on a science level that would be interesting? <laughs> no. I mean, how many abs are there? I wouldn't even, yeah. <laughs> In real it's life? infinite. Mean? Yeah. Infinite I mean, abs. Oh, wow. Yeah. He has eight naturally occurring abs, and then he and Jughead jammed a couple other ones in there <laughs> as a fun Saturday <laughs> afternoon activity. Oh, <laughs> they just got together and were super bored and jammed some abs. They're scamps. That's yeah, they the are. kind of stuff they do. I'll tell you what, they're probably better at jamming abs than they are at jamming <laughs> tunes. That's all I'm going to say. I'll ask a weird thing because I was talking with somebody, a friend on Twitter about this the other day. Uh, how do you think KJ Appa got his, his scar between his eyebrows? I've been weirdly obsessed with that more than the abs. Wait, what? You are obsessed with his body. <laughs> what are you <laughs> talking about right now? Talking about what? his hair, his abs, now his scar. You're like, talking you're... to people on Twitter about. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so here's the thing. So they put up a clip from this upcoming week's episode, and it's um, Archie and Veronica singing a cover of "Kids in America." In front of the entire school, and everybody is loving it. They're having a great time, except for a couple of characters. Cheryl looks pretty upset. Uh, Something's clearly going on with her. Uh, Betty seems a little... She's standing next to Jughead, but you can't quite tell what's going on with her. Um, And my friend, Case, who actually hosts another... I'm sorry, there are other Riverdale podcasts, but she hosts another Riverdale podcast called The Podcast with Pep. And I were talking back and forth. And she was saying he uh, Archie does a guitar flip in the middle of the song. She was saying, "How long do you?" Spoiler, th- man. Jeez. Sorry. Uh, she was saying, "How long do you think it took uh, Archie to practice that guitar flip?" And I said, "That's how he got the scar between his eyebrows." There you go. <laughs> wow, nice. That's wow. my guess. Did you get, Did you guys like that story? Did I spend it? Yeah, time that was on? story. <laughs> that was fun. a story. Anytime a story involves Twitter and another podcast, I want to hear about it. <laughs> I gotta know. Oh man, uh, that's there was an entire episode of This American Life where they were just talking about some other fo- podcast. It was fascinating. Yeah. All right, uh, well, since you guys don't like the the body stuff, let's move. Well, on. no, well, hold on. I mean, yeah, I first I want to say that this is a surprise to me because I didn't know you did all this fun stuff on your free time. I just thought you got back into your coffin and like closed the door. Uh, so that that's very interesting. Uh, <laughs> wow! What I can't tell I, if you're I saying I'm I a vampire or just dead. What? Uh, I think it's a little from column A, a little from column B. But I didn't. I don't know. I didn't notice there was a scar. I don't know. What we're, I didn't. Uh, yeah. So this is news to me. Yeah, it's one of those things like Tina Fey's scar that's just going to pass into lore eventually. Oh yeah, it's definitely going to pass into lore. Um, I think it was uh, a sexual injury from the July Fourth uh, Grundy fireworks sex capade. Oh, it's a Grundy scar. She's a Grundy left, scar. She's left physical and emotional scars. Wow, it's going to become a major plot point. 
I certainly hope so. Uh, all right. <laughs> S- since you guys are not totally into the body stuff, let's move on with our next question. Uh, this is from Josh Golden, also on Twitter. Uh, who has the best hashtag butt? Ooh. Well, I know your answer, Alex. <laughs> uh, I like our, how you said, you did, let's move on to your bod s- stuff. Yeah, that was my little <laughs> joke. Did you like that, Pete? Yeah, that was great. uh, It's uh, called juxtaposition. I like it when you explain your jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't you do your senior thesis on Archie's butt uh, at at Cornell? (laughs) I did, and they were like, I don't know what you're talking about or what this show Riverdale is. He's a cartoon. Please stop. Fired. You're fired. We've never fired anybody from college before, but first time for everything. Um. I don't know. I don't think we should be judging people by their physical attributes. Who do you think has the best emotional butt on the show? Oh, nice. Mm. Emotional butt. Yeah. Well, I think um, I'm going to have to say Veronica has the best emotional butt. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Because she's because she's going through a lot of growth. Like she's trying to be a different person. She's like really trying to be a nice person and it's like you know she goes back and forth on it so i feel like she has a big emotional butt (laughs) justin what about you (laughs) hard to beat that answer um (laughs) i think uh the biggest emotional butt is uh skeet allich uh who plays jughead's dad Mm. um i think his emotional butt is uh sort of (laughs) it's like it's got a five o'clock shadow uh, yeah. It struggles with uh, his criminal past. Um, there's a lot of booze in that butt, and uh, he's trying to make the best of it. Wow, that's, that's deep. A, that's man. a good that's butt. Deep, yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, I I'm gonna go with Moose just because you know he is he is an emotional butt all the time. <laughs> he's the biggest badonkadonk on the show. <laughs> emotional badonkadonk. Yep, there you go. All right, well, next question for you guys. This is from uh, F.J. DeSanto, who is a is a pretty well-known comic book creator, uh, doing a skewering takedown, saying, why is Archie the worst character on the show? And actually, Ooh. yeah, CC'd a couple of other comics-related people. Uh, at Just Jen on Twitter responded, with a gif of Archie being stabbed in the back by Jughead. So a lot of people not happy about this. Uh, but what do you guys think? Is Archie the worst character on the show? And if so, why? Uh, yeah, but I thought that was also the thing. Like, Archie is kind of the worst. You, got that, you guys say that all the time, so I just assumed that was who he was. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's not that he's the worst. And, and in the comics, he is much more the central character, and you're much more, like, in his head while he struggles with the most basic of decisions uh, on the show. I think he is, they've made him more boring so that we watch everyone orbiting around. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you, Justin. I think, I think it's this weird line. And we talked about this on a previous episode where he's, he's a sweet, lovable dummy in a certain way that He's so naive and so blank most of the time that he stumbles into situations like when he barreled into the white worm to confront the Southside Serpents and he's wearing a varsity jacket. Like, I I think you said this, Justin, that he thinks that's a tough thing because he's wearing a varsity jacket. He Or he has sex with his teacher and is just like, well, I love her. 
that's nice. Isn't that nice? And doesn't think anything beyond that, that he doesn't, he doesn't have an agenda most of the time. I think that's why he's not actually the worst, but in the context of the show, he's just a dummy. He's stupid, but in a good way where he's always trying to do the right thing. Well, I think, I think the show's really leaned into him being the naive character, almost like the traditional character while the rest of the characters have are taking on this like dark take or dark tone of the show. He's the one that remains like naive at, at the whole time and innocent. Like what? Uh, you don't love me or like, I can't be a music star rock and roll maybe. Yeah. In it. All I was going to say was, do you think in the context of the show though, that makes him a less interesting character than the others? Definitely. Well, I think the audience is just ahead of him all the time because, uh, like, I don't think he is a dumb person. He's not supposed to be a dumb character in the show. He's just so innocent that he can't be ahead of the action like a lot of the other characters can be. Hmm. Uh, What about you, Pete? Anything to add about Archie? Yeah, I mean, I just, I think that, I agree. I just think that it, it, they're really playing up the other characters around Archie and the fact that he is just kind of a simple, innocent kind of, that's the take we're dealing with, at least for now. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I don't think it's, it doesn't drive me insane or anything. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, Archie's this guy. Let's deal with all the other stuff going on. All right, cool. Well, let me throw this out, a uh, follow-up question. Could, is there a version of the show where Archie is the most interesting character? I, I don't think there is while still keeping true to who Archie is, you know? Uh, I, think, I think he needs to be that naive moral center that keeps us grounded to what we're told at least Riverdale was before the murder of Jason Blossom, even though he's getting mixed up in this stuff. I don't, I don't want to see him become dark Archie in season two. I'm not interested in that. I want him to stay consistent. And I know that's probably not the most fun for KJ Appa in terms of character growth or anything like that, but it almost feels like Archie's character growth is, Hey, I got a musical contract. Hey, cool. I'm dating girls. You know, he's all, he's all id and that's it. I just think, uh, see, I I disagree with you a little bit because I think there is a version of this show where he's like, he starts as this innocent person and he explores the the real world around him. We actually get to see Riverdale through his eyes and see like that their parents have made all these weird mistakes and have these. But that would be a different show completely then. That wouldn't be the show. You want it to be, so you want it to be enchanted except with Archie. I've never thought any of those words. Uh, <laughs> well, stop the movie, trying to bring up other shows. It's not a show. That's a that's a movie with Amy Adams and James Marsden, where Amy Adams plays a Disney princess who travels to the real world and is confronted with the crushing realities of it. Um, okay, or maybe maybe you guys, uh, I'll throw out something you guys might understand a little better: is the first Smurfs movie where the Smurfs end up in the real world. Same concept. Yeah, that's what I want. It's more of a Smurfy like take on the our Smurfs show. movie. Uh, I've actually never seen the Smurf movie because Neil Patrick Harris's Gargamel makeup grossed me out. (laughs) Killed the whole franchise. Uh, Though I would say there's definitely a room, maybe the whole show can't revolve around like Archie's journey from innocence toward like adulthood, but like it could be, Archie could be like funnier than he is. If he was Mm -hmm. a little more aware, he could be 
a comedic center on the show where now like the most of comedy lands on like Kevin uh, to deliver like the, the quick one-liners. Like there could be a lot more fun to be had if Archie was a little more aware. I feel like there's not really a place on this show right now for typical Archie hilarious mix-em-ups. You know, him mixing up the wrong milkshake and it exploding all over Pops. Or there's that moment of the comics even where the entire school blows up, but in a hilarious way, and he and Betty are left. This is the modern comic book by Mark Wade. Um, yeah. It's not that type of show. You know, you can have... Whenever Archie is on any of his side missions, it doesn't gel with what's going on in the show, and it almost feels unnecessary at the same time as, say, Betty and Jughead are investigating a haunted sanatorium where uh, Betty's sister is being held prisoner while she's pregnant with Jason's Blossom's baby. It just feels like a different show. And I, I get what you're saying, but I think it would almost take it in the wrong direction if we pushed Archie even further there. Well, I'm saying less that and more he can be the one who's, like, calling out some of the weird shit that's happening. Yeah, like, There's that, no real voice to say, like, wait, yeah. you guys explored a sanatorium together? <laughs> that's not a first date or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, but that's yeah. Kevin. I mean, to your point, that's Kevin. Kevin does that. That's Kevin Keller doing that. And it's not, it's not Archie. That's not his character. That's not who he is. But I'm saying Kevin only, like, pops. He's, like, comedic comedy relief in the sort of more old fashioned sense where he'll just pop up, be like zing, zing, zing. And then he goes <laughs> off right. when, uh, if it was a Mark Archie or a, a more central character, the show could have that as a, a theme or something that we come back for again and again. All right. I, 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 I would also argue that maybe Veronica does that a little bit. She's often pointing out things that are ridiculous or weird and is very yeah, self-aware. So she's very tart. She's very tart. Yeah. She's got a good emotional, butt. that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I agree completely. You keep saying that. You keep saying that. Stop saying that. Let's move on with another question. This is from uh, David Mackay. Uh, he says, "Has uh, have I, me, Alex, seen Josie and the Pussycats movie yet? I haven't. I haven't seen Josie and the Pussycats. Uh. And I really got to. I know for years that that is the sort of movie that I would absolutely love. And I just, I'm surprised you haven't seen it. Yeah. That's right up your alley. You guys have seen it? I have not, no. No, no, no. no. Oh, but wait. All three of us have not seen it. Yeah, Alex, but... it's up your alley. Oh, yeah, it's up your okay. Alley. Well, I'll tell you what. Since all three of us haven't seen it, we talked about this last week. I think it was last week. Yeah. That uh, there's the 1990s Archie TV movie called To Riverdale and Back Again, which the next episode oh, takes yeah. its name from. That after we finish this season of the show, we should go back and watch To Riverdale and Back Again and do that for an episode. Maybe after that, we should all watch Josie and the Pussycats and do an episode on that, too. I'm oh, into yeah. Really? Do we got to do that? Listen, Pete, <laughs> when you came into this podcast, you were fighting tooth and nail yes, to that's not true. watch Riverdale. And now you are the most diehard Riverdale fan in the entire history of the world. I don't know if that's true or accurate. You're going to love I, Josie and the Pussycats. I, I guarantee it. <laughs> wow. That's a strong. Uh, that's a strong. It is a cult but classic, but a movie that nobody really liked when it came out. Right. Well, I'm sure people, somebody liked it. I'm sure uh, Rachel Lee Cook liked it. 
Rosaria Dawson liked it. Rosaria Dawson yeah. isn't it, Pete. You love Rosaria Dawson. I do. I do. All right. I'm in. Okay, cool. Uh, we got one last question. This is from Adam. Do you think Dark Betty is a tie-in to a future series involving Sabrina? That's an interesting oh. theory. So we yeah. know, or we, we semi-confirmed know that Sabrina is going to show up in the finale. And really? Yeah, she's going to show up in some way in the finale, we think. Well, we know... Okay, here's what we actually know. We know that Sabrina is going to show up in the future. They've confirmed that. We know a surprising character we haven't seen yet from Archie is going to show up in the finale that are going to take things in a weirder, darker direction. And they haven't explicitly said magic is going to be on the show. They haven't explicitly said zombies are going to be on the show or anything it's like that. going to go weirder and darker? Yeah. So wow. everybody is kind of assuming that Sabrina will show up at some point in the finale. Um but do you think Dark Betty is a tie-in? Do you think they're actually going to go full-on magic when they bring on Sabrina? Uh, that's a crazy idea. I mean, yeah. I feel like that's two separate questions. I feel like Dark Betty is not a tie-in to Sabrina. I think that Dark Betty's going to tie into Jason Blossom's murder and really be part of the storyline we're dealing with here in this season. As far as bringing Sabrina on, why would you bring Sabrina on unless she was going to be somehow magic? Like, what's her point? Right. I, I, uh, first off, I don't like people saying Dark Betty. It's just Betty. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Betty has sides to her. Maybe she has anger issues that unlock something inside of her. I mean, I don't know, but I think Betty is a fantastic character and the uh, people calling her dark or whatever. I mean, and that's just who she is. You should accept her for what she brings to the table. If you can't take her at her I worst. Think, yeah, exactly. I think people are saying that because, uh, when we first saw this side of her personality, she had no control over it. And Veronica had to be like, Hey, stop drowning that guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's like I mean, a different She might've stopped. You don't know. She might've stopped. Wow. You're weird. Thanks. What I'm what I most wonder before we get into the Sabrina thing about Dark Betty is and I don't think we'll really know until we get to whatever the end game is there with Dark Betty is whether Stop they're Dark Betty. What what are we calling her? Angry Betty? Be- Betty. Should we call her Ugly Betty? What dude? <laughs> Wow, you really snuck that one in. I love it. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so w- what do you want me to call her, Pete, so you're not going to interrupt what I'm about to say? Betty. Her name is Betty. Sure. So my big question with Betty is whether they're trying to do some sort of depression, anxiety, mental health issues storyline in a semi-serious way, or whether it's over-the-top soap opera, she has a split personality murderer. And... I don't think we'll actually know the answer to that until we get to the end of the season, if at all. Um, and that, to me, changes what I think about the storyline. I think if they are dealing with mental health issues and they actually deal with it, which I do think is a possibility based on what they've done with other things in the show, I think that could be really fascinating and uh, surprising and unexpected. If it is, she has a person split personality and... She went into a rage and blackout and killed Jason Blossom. I don't know if I'm as into it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, I imagine, though, like you make, making me, if the idea that Betty has this, like, murderous rage and then 
Sabrina magic shows up, maybe they're given the choice to like reset the timeline or like, let's say Betty killed Jason Blossom and they're going to do the second Come season on. of the show. Uh, they needed, if she gets caught, they need a big change for her to remain main character. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, she uh, First, Something like first, magic, a zombie invasion. Just saying. So wait, wait. Let me just get this right, Justin. Just because Betty almost drowned somebody, you're just going to assume that she might also be a killer, where someone got shot in the head. I mean, come on. That's, That's literally what court cases are made of. Yes, if you have a history of almost killing someone and then someone dies, you are a a suspect. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, Pete, by the no, way, uh, I, I, this is a weird time to bring this up, but I, I don't think I can have you as my lawyer anymore. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I know we're, I know we're in the middle of the case, uh, but, yeah. but I feel like your defense of, listen, Your Honor, just because he's going by that high school and talking to high school kids, yeah. bring up my past things, I, I don't think that's a good idea. All right. I mean, I didn't want to. Fine. Fine. I'll see you in court, Alex. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? You're going to sue him? <laughs> yep. Jeez. Oh, it's- Man, this is, like, this is like an episode of Better Call Saul. Yeah. We are way too deep into this case for you to just pull the plug on it now. I've put too many years in uh, all the research. You can't just do that to me. All right. Well, we'll right, talk to be about- fair, though, Pete, you haven't, you haven't worn pants to the courtroom once. Uh, you say that like it's a bad thing. People remember that. That's how I stick out. <laughs> Don't oh, please yeah. stop. Please stop sticking out when you're not wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just wanted to say about the magic thing. I I am really suspect of the idea that they're going to go full on magic when they bring on Sabrina. I, I think they'll toe the line a little bit, and you'll have a sense of oh, is it magic or is it not magic? Um, she'll probably be a little goth esque. And maybe she'll do some hypnotism or something like that. Things that could potentially exist in the real world. I don't think we're going to see a zombie invasion. I don't think we're going to see talking cats or her flying on broomsticks or anything like that. Yeah, Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I would say the show has become like, that would be a super weird turn, I feel like, if it just all of a sudden got real magical like that. Well, it's sort of like go big or go home. Uh, they either have to fully commit and do the afterlife with Archie uh, take, which I think would be awesome. But that's it. Like that's like maybe a season five move when they are like when every other character has been murdered. They'll be like, <laughs> all right, let's just have them all back from the dead, and we'll finish this out. Uh, but I do think there is room. Uh, I mean, this show owes a lot to Twin Peaks. Um, Twin Peaks definitely deals with uh, supernatural events and experiences it's a very contained version of that and i think maybe that's what sabrina will provide yeah but that is started out that way you know what i mean like this show has been going around like it's just a normal murder and that would be a big turn to be like now magic's real and all this other stuff well twin peaks was just uh laura palmer showed up dead and it the tone of the show was weird but it wasn't like oh no there's a supernatural evil force that has invaded uh this town all right. Well, I don't want to disagree with you on, you know, Twin Peaks, but I feel like that's the creepy magical factor is there from the beginning. I feel like I'm just saying Riverdale has pep. And what is pep? Maybe <laughs> pep is what killed Jason Blossom. Oh, man. Do, do, do. 
Uh, yeah. All right. Well, so that's it for the questions. But before we go, there, there's one more thing that I think we should talk about just on the theory angle is they, the creators of the show have teased that there's going to be another death coming up. They haven't explicitly said it's a murder, but they said somebody else is going to die. So mm. before we go, without getting into the who killed Jason Blossom thing or anything, who do you think is going to die on an upcoming episode? Great question. Thank you uh, very much. I'll tell you who I want it to be. Go on. Grundy. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. Why is that? You... Because uh, she, uh, she thought, had like that evil look when she drove away, and I feel like we should just get rid of her and then keep her off the board because she could come back at any time and ruin stuff. So, hmm. wow. I, I actually I hadn't really thought about that, but I don't think she'll be the one. But I, I think there would be something interesting in terms of we're getting into the last three episodes, going full circle, and Grundy who is off the board anyway, being the one who is killed. I don't know how that would tie into the overall murders or anything like that. Although she did do private lessons for Jason Blossom before she did for Archie. And we right. never resolved what was going on there. So Pete, you might be onto something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, I like that theory a lot, uh, Pete. She had a gun. She's, she's like sort of a, a chaos force in this show. And she's been missing for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if her body showed up in the river or something like that, that would definitely affect a lot of the characters and be kind of fascinating. Uh, Justin, yeah, you like someone could have someone could have murdered her in the Dale and threw her in the river. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, I mean, she was there July fourth. You know, yeah, admit America's birthday. Yeah, there you go. She was getting that morning bone on. Uh, Justin, do you have any alternate theories? <laughs> A morning bone for America. Uh, <laughs> yes. Say, all right. Go ahead. What, Pete? Anything else uh, on the morning what? bone? <laughs> <laughs> Another round on the morning bone? Well, that, what I'm wondering is, are you just, Salvin, are you just saying, like, you're not American unless on July 4th you're having sex in the morning? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, you start the day with fireworks and you end it with fireworks. Everybody knows that. Wow. wow. What, are you a communist, Pete? <laughs> Jesus. The day, the day is, all, is all about fireworks. Hot dogs and sticking sticking out with your pants off. I thought you were going to say stuffing abs. <laughs> stuffing abs. Stuffing abs. Uh, I, I don't remember. My theory for the next murder on Riverdale is uh, Jughead's dad. What? FP. I that was my theory as well, but I, I'm curious to hear why you think it is, Justin. Well, I mean, I've been towing the line of Jughead having some. Uh, some secrets to be revealed. And I think, I think his father's murder, whether it's by, whether it's an accident by the hands of uh, Hiram Lodge and the boys from Montreal or, uh, <laughs> or whoever, um, I feel like that's a murder. He's, he's on the edge. He's at the, at somehow close to this murder of Jason Blossom. And mm-hmm. I think that will be a, a big instigator for the end of the season. I think uh, that's, yeah, that's I, I could see that very much happening because he's he's involved in a lot of kind of shady stuff. And like, yeah, that could lead to his demise. He's got his fingers in a lot of milkshakes. <laughs> my uh, my my big thing, uh, reason I was thinking him and I, I totally agree with your reasoning there is just 
I, I think if somebody else is going to go, it has to be one of the adults. It's not going to be one of the kids at this point. They're too important to the show going forward. And Jughead's dad, like you said, is involved in so many things. It just makes a lot of sense to take him off the board. Plus, he's Skeet Ulrich, a huge movie star. He doesn't have time for Riverdale in season two. Uh, well, you're a, you're a real asshole. What if Skeet listens? To well, what about the Barb factor? What about, you know, they keep the killing Barb thing going? Keep killing Barb? I think there's enough weird stuff with Shadow Mercer's character going on that they probably want to keep her around. We, we were talking about this the last time, but she has so many peculiar quirks as a character. Um I I, I hope they don't kill her. But she was she was definitely my number two in terms of who might be ready to go. I mean, she's, she's weird enough and is, has a lot going on that she might be the one who killed Jason Blossom. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Well, so here, let me throw something out to you because I was waffling between FP and, uh, and not Barb. What is her? Ethel. Ethel. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) And, I feel like if they kill FP, that's a hiding the evidence thing. If they kill Ethel, that means there's a serial killer who is killing redheads. Oh, shit. Right? Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what... Go ahead. I I was just going to say, I don't know if we're ready to move on to this, but I missed a question earlier that we got asked online if we wanted to do one more question before we go. All right. Please. Okay, uh, this is from Scalded. Uh, where's Midge? Or did I just miss an episode? Why? Also, why did you cornhole moose? <laughs> I don't know what the last part necessarily means. What? But uh, where do you guys think? Have we seen Midge? Did we miss an episode? Uh, we haven't seen Midge. Uh, I don't know. I guess she's just not in the show. Yeah. Uh, I was just checking my uh, IMDB there. That was the burp you may have heard. But... Yeah, hopefully she shows up. That would be a huge storyline for Moose. Well, I mean, the thing with Midge is she's the the girl that Reggie and Moose compete over. Mm -hmm. Reggie likes Midge, but Midge is Moose. And the way these characters are, Reggie's sort of not involved in the action, much to my chagrin. Uh, And Moose is uh, closeted uh, gay and has a relationship with Kevin Keller. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who Midge is, uh, but uh, if you had just been listening to Justin, you probably could have figured it out, right? <laughs> I literally just said. I I was listening to Justin, but I'm just saying, as someone who doesn't know who oh, Midge I see. is, okay, and listening to Justin talk about it. Uh, yeah, if you'd let me finish before you were completely dick to me, uh, <laughs> I think that the. It it doesn't seem like it fits in with this story and where we are. I feel like it would be a weird thing to do now. I feel like because he's out and because we kind of know uh, more about him as a character, that that would kind of be weird, I feel like. Unless Midge is the murderer. Unless Midge is the murderer. Or if they gender swap Midge, I think that might be kind of interesting as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Midge. Yeah. Um, you know, or just Midge. Because, you know, it's a little mister, something like that. 
I don't know what I'm talking about right now. Guys, why don't we, <laughs> why don't we wrap up? Uh, so we'll be back next week with a regular after show episode for the next episode of Riverdale. If you would like to support this show and the other shows that we do, you can check out patreon.com slash comic book club. We have a bunch of fun prizes, including stickers, sponsoring shows and other things you can hit us up about. Uh, also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. in the New York in the in the New York cities. That is totally free. The New York City. Oh, the old topic of New York cities. Uh, it's totally free. Please tell your friends about that. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Uh, friend us on Facebook so you get to know about all the amazing guests we have on our show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. And check us out at comicbookclublive.com, nerdist.com for our regular weekly podcast. And remember, don't stick out with your pants off. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.